Welcome back, everybody, to the CrossFit Bath podcast. As always, I'm Jason Croxon. Joining me this week, we have a special guest, Freya Morrow, who is a Olympic weightlifter, so British under-23s European medalist, a 2018 Commonwealth Games athlete, and probably a load of other stuff, but we'll get to that <laughs> later. How are you, Freya, first of all? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, it is good. absolutely pouring down with rain outside. Yeah, it is here too. <laughs> I, I had planned a run. Good excuse not to go. <laughs> we'll do a podcast instead. It's, it's it's dry inside. I've got a lot of questions for you yeah. um, and a few bones to pick, but a lot of questions for okay. you. Yeah. Uh, but before we do that, as the, the seasoned athlete that you are, <laughs> you know how important it is to warm up before any strenuous activity, such, yeah. as, such as a podcast. So I've got a few <laughs> warm-up questions for you, a couple okay. of classics and then a few yeah. extras. First question, very important. Peanut butter, crunchy or smooth? Crunchy. Crunchy. Okay. Yeah. We've, we've got it back because there was a whole run of people going controversial, but smooth. And, and I started to yeah. doubt started to doubt that that was controversial because we had it so often. Um, <laughs> it's good it's, to get back. Smooth's easier if you're putting it on a sandwich, but then you still like the crunchy part to it. So You need a bit of texture. That's and what... more calories. <laughs> <laughs> more calories. Oh. <laughs> don't, don't say that. <laughs> Run on the beach or swim in the sea? Swim in the sea. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. I can't do either, but. <laughs> well, not at the moment anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so your um, Instagram handle is powered by donuts. Yep. I would say more than that. Your brand, I would say, yeah. is powered by donuts. Apparently now. <laughs> so uh, dream donut. Um, I don't a donut that's got loads and loads of frosting on it. I've got a really big sweet tooth, so anything that's sweet and sugary, put that on a donut and I'll eat it. <laughs> I think that's most donuts, to be honest with you, sweet and sugary. So yeah, both. Yeah, but the difference is like I'll always choose like a a fruity flavor over a chocolate kind of donut. Wow. Yeah, now, I would say so. that's controversial. Yeah. <laughs> but let's pull it back. Favorite healthy snack? Um Now this is taking you a uh, lot longer than when it was a donut. <laughs> a healthy snack? Uh I'd pull a protein bar. Because <laughs> they're still sweet. <laughs> this is very, very revealing about your uh I mean, oh, and you're you're and you're bad. someone that has to you know make weight. You've got to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. To be fair, I do like a uh, yogurt with protein powder mixed in with some granola. If that's classed as healthy. Oh, you're asking the wrong person. To be honest, <laughs> if you said something like, "Oh, a bag of sh- sugar snap peas" or something, I'd have been like, "Oh, yeah, that sounds healthy." But Ooh. anything else, no, I'm, thanks. Oh, no, no idea. I'm not the nutritionist <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> so my final question and and i ask yep. all our first time guests this question who would play you in a movie oh um i don't know i'm not like a massive like i like movies but i, I don't know actors names or anything so i, I couldn't even answer that so we have had in the past, um, I mean, 
well, we're 50 episodes in now so we've had a lot of crazy answers yeah. but yeah. we we have p- had like a coach pick another member of the box that could do a good impression of him oh we've, really we've had people pick people that you wouldn't really consider to be actors but are just sort of personalities yeah uh, we've, we've had people picking crossfit games athletes to play them which uh, wow. i think s- says something about your ego at that point i think um <laughs> uh, we've had deceased actors picked as well so really i mean the budget alone on this movie is going to be crazy but so I, i'm really opening it up if there's anyone i mean you you could say i don't know pick your mum and we'll set it in the future and she can just play you when you're older <laughs> or something like that it's um i don't even know i can't i don't know i know we're gonna have to this is gonna have to go to a public vote at this yeah point. and so uh i, I know people a lot can of, vote on this one right i want suggestions i want to yeah hear, suggestions hear names brilliant okay are you feeling adequately warmed up yes very good <laughs> even taking a little a little water break as well that's a little drink yeah that's it <laughs> ah, gotta keep the, hydrated <laughs> you're taking the podcast very seriously i appreciate that <laughs> so first before we okay no i've said first i mean this is already about fourth point but yeah <laughs> but first of all I, I hinted at a few of your accolades uh just so just in case there's anybody who doesn't know you know who you are or yeah. or why they should listen to your opinion i mean okay <laughs> even more so mine but yours. yeah uh, could you just share maybe a few of your i don't know let's say call them proudest moments or achievements okay. within within sport yeah um so my best achievements in sport have been through weightlifting um my favorite one was probably the gold medal clean and jerk at european under 23s and then obviously I didn't meddle at the Commonwealth, but even just experiencing the whole the whole thing was just completely different to anything that I've ever experienced before. And then I think that the first the first or second British Championships I did, uh, I won it. Um, but I I couldn't tell you how many English or British Championship like titles I've got. Probably since I've been in the sport, I've meddled in in them both. So, well, that is—I I feel that's the definition of humble brag, right there. <laughs> I'd love to tell you it was one of these, but honestly, there's so many. How do I know? Um, I, I like that your favourite was the gold medal. Yeah, I could oh, see that. Definitely, see that. yeah, yeah. Well, it is close. The between the Commonwealth and the the European gold medal, it was close. But like with the Commonwealth. I kind of feel like that was a competition. I just went to enjoy the experience rather than try and actually push myself to to try and compete with like the medal position girls that were competing. Uh, That would be next time round. (laughs) This was just a fun day out, right? Yeah. Oh, it it were amazing. Like it's, it's completely different to the British championships or even like Europeans. Um, Like, cause I came from, uh, like gymnastics and stuff I'd always watched them kind of competitions rather than watching like Europeans or or worlds so because I already knew of like the Commonwealth Games that was I felt that was a a big achievement and I think it was in 2018 so I'd only been uh weightlifting like two years I think 
So it honestly, the first couple of years of my weightlifting career, whatever you want to call it, literally just went from like zero to a hundred. Like yeah. I, it's just, it all went by so quickly and I can't even tell you all the emotions that were going through between them first couple of years. Yeah, I, I do like that you're kind of, oh, you know, I, it was just a fun day out. I wasn't really hoping to, <laughs> to meddle there because, you know, I, I'm at the Commonwealth Games and I've only been doing weightlifting for two years. So obviously <laughs> I couldn't expect a medal. I think most people that have been doing weightlifting for two years don't expect to get an invitation or, no, or, yeah. or potentially even a, even a ticket to watch. They're like, I'm happy just to see people lifting. I do have yeah. a, a slight tangent because um, mm-hmm. you mentioned that you obviously watched that growing up like because of yeah. your gymnastics background which we mm-hmm. will also get to yeah. uh, when you would watch that would you ever watch the weightlifting I didn't even know weightlifting was a sport until I uh, started doing CrossFit and even then I didn't know weightlifting was its own sport I just thought it was something that you did in CrossFit um, so I yeah <laughs> third tangent when you say these kind of things to people that are you know, huge into weightlifting and have mm-hmm. maybe been training all their life to try and, uh, you know, compete at a, a high level. Yeah. And then they they can't and, and you're there just sort of sailing by and you mentioned these things. Do you feel the anger <laughs> coming from them? Um, yeah, a little bit. Like even now, I, I don't think it's anger. I think it's just frustration. Um like within themselves because the way that they like even asking me for advice I'm like well even I've only been in the sport however many years so I don't really know (laughs) I I do feel that you are a a source of frustration now I agree with that (laughs) Uh, because like your Instagram Mm -hmm. I kind of have to mentally prepare myself before I can go in uh, and look (laughs) at it Uh, because so, I mean, you can't see because I'm sat down at the other yeah. side of a, of a screen, but you, you can probably guess I'm not the tallest of athletes. Right. Uh, I'm not the biggest guy in the gym. So obviously my numbers when we're talking clean and jerk and snatch yeah. are are adequate, right? I'm quite mm-hmm. happy with them. And to be honest, weirdly, coming out of the lockdown, they all went yeah. up dramatically, um, which okay. yeah. makes no sense because I did nothing to improve. No. <laughs> but the solace I have when I'm getting outlifted by everyone else is that obviously of course they're outlifting me they're a lot bigger and yeah. stronger and heavier it's understandable. than me it, it makes perfect sense <laughs> until I look at your Instagram and see that your numbers yeah. are a lot higher than mine and yeah. I am bigger and heavier than you so that shouldn't be the case but I can I can condone myself once again because you're a specialist right you're a specialist this is yeah. your sport yeah but that argument falls apart <laughs> when you start posting all the handstand movement things you're doing and the and the back flips and the, yeah, the, the butterfly pull-ups. And yeah. then I think the icing on the cake was the other day you put up like a, an old clip of when you started CrossFit and they were like, can you do a muscle up? You're like, what's that? <laughs> what, what's that? Great question. And then they said, oh, you just kip up over the bar like this. Bang. Done. <laughs> yeah. And I do feel like at that point, people are getting frustrated, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did have quite a lot of CrossFitters um, message me about that, about that post. 
You're like, I don't know what all the fuss is about, guys. It's easy. <laughs> Look, you just do it like this. The thing is with that, though, like that crosses over with gymnastics. So there is a gymnastics move that's kind of like a muscle up that you perform on the bars, but it's just taking a little bit out of it to make it faster, if that makes sense. So I kind of already had that background to be able to do the muscle up. I just needed to get the like the kip in motion right. Um, that was it. <laughs> so I, I had this question then because I, I did wonder... Like I I knew that, so I I've, yeah. I've heard you on um on a, on other podcasts, so I I kind of knew about your background yeah. a little bit. Um, but but I I did wonder then, do you feel like with the weightlifting, the fact you've only been doing it a short period of time, and like in that time, you know, leaps and bounds, you've you've made in progress yeah. and kind of performed at, at like a, a level that for many is just if we're honest, unattainable, kind yeah. of like, like, like that dream level. Do you feel that your background in gymnastics has helped with the weightlifting? Uh, yeah, 100%. Because in gymnastics, you kind of, like I did it from when I was six years old. So I did it for a good 10 years. And in gymnastics, uh, there's like different disciplines. So I did the four piece, the tumbling, the acro, um, and the trampolining. So it and all gymnastics is, is learning to understand, to put your body in certain um, like movements or situations that normal people can't do. And from being like six years old, you kind of just build the confidence to understand how your body moves and what it's capable of what it's capable of and how far you can actually push yourself. So I think transferring that over to weightlifting because in weightlifting even though it's completely different to gymnastics you still have to understand what positions your body is actually going in to be able to perform the moves so I think that's the biggest like link between them both when I did gymnastics I did like conditioning and and strength stuff but the strength stuff was literally putting another human on my back and doing some back squats so we never trained with like barbells or or anything like that it was all body weight stuff or with a, another human that, i mean that's <laughs> that makes changing plates difficult doesn't it you want to yeah. be like i just want to do a little jump sorry we've got to add a second human that's the only yeah. way <laughs> we only count in humans all yeah, right. I, yeah. I, I i am gonna to have to make like some kind of super cut of some of your comments because i think i also enjoyed the, the expression that it's learning to put your body in positions <laughs> that normal humans can't, can't do. yeah <laughs> we, we're above them it's like normal, it's just... normal humans can be used for additional weight <laughs> but that's yeah it. that's it it's all you're good for <laughs> amazing because the way the reason i kind of ask this question as well is i'm, I'm thinking for like our members that at the moment mm. you're you're stuck at home and you might have access to i don't know a dumbbell a kettlebell yeah so something but mm -hmm. quite often the i mean this is <laughs> This is supposed to be a short lockdown. <laughs> yeah, supposed to be. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that, right? It's yep. <laughs> supposed to be a short lockdown. But I think with the last lockdown, the concerns that I would hear most often when speaking to people were like twofold. One was pull-ups, like, oh, you know, not having access yeah. to a rig, so pull-ups yeah. and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. And the other one is the Olympic lifting because not having access to a barbell. barbell. Uh, yeah. or, you know, I've, I've got a barbell, but we moved house and I just have no space 
that yeah. I can, you know, do anything with this barbell basically. Yeah. So you're not practicing your Olympic lifting, and the fear is, well, if I, you know, don't use it, you lose it. So if I'm not practicing, mm-hmm. I'm going to get worse. Yeah. But I am of the opinion, maybe incorrectly, <laughs> but I'm of the opinion that well, look, there's a lot of other stuff you can do. There will be that carryover. It's gonna lead. A, it's gonna bleed across and help you with the Olympic lifting. So you're talking about body yeah. position and just getting used to being able to get into those different positions. Well, you can. Yeah. You can work on that kind of stuff at home. Oh, definitely. Even if it's just with like a broom handle. If you've got like a, a dumbbell, you can you can practice like like obviously you don't do this in weightlifting, but like one arm snatches or single arm clean and jerks. Um, there's loads of stuff you can do like with the programming I do that I've got some clients that don't even have a barbell but they're still getting some training done which will then transfer over to when they do actually go back to the gyms but this is probably a good time so like with weightlifting even though in lockdown you're not going to get stronger and everyone knows that like if you've just got a dumbbell you're not really going to get stronger (laughs) what (laughs) um but like Turn this off now. Don't listen, guys. With the like positional work, when you go back to the gym, if your positional work's improved, the weights that you were lifting are just going to feel t- ten times lighter than they did before. Um, but even working like on your handstands or like working more on core work or the little muscles that you don't really tend to do during a weightlifting session, this is the time to get it all done. And then carry on doing it after. Don't just stop doing it. <laughs> just wait for another lock- lockdown. Yeah. Free. <laughs> I mean, it's funny you should say that. So I, I was, I wasn't sure if this was going to come up, if I was going to bring this up or not. But right. uh, so I, uh, I, I think on the podcast speaking with Ollie last time after the last lockdown, we talked mm-hmm. about kind of what you could do during the lockdown and and all of these things. And yes. I, I'd said that I hadn't worked on handstands or I didn't or. I could, maybe I may have even said couldn't. I think right. I, I mistakenly said I couldn't, um, basically because I didn't have like a wall or anything. I could even a free a free wall in a house is unbelievably hard to find. You wouldn't right. imagine that. You'd think houses are made of walls, right? But yeah, trying to find a free wall is always a nightmare. But this lockdown, I have said like going into the lockdown, I think with a couple of other people, we've even there's a there's a couple of challenges going around as well. Yeah, but one of the things is the handstand hold <laughs> like yeah. that's uh i, I think I, I put a post out saying like you know if you can get a two minute handstand hold you are better than all the crossfit games athletes yeah <laughs> and that's probably the only time you'll ever be able to to do that Eat so, them, yeah so go for that right <laughs> um so what are your tips and tricks that's basically what i'm getting to let's get some free advice tips and tricks then okay. to to improve your handstand hold the first tip would be to work on your core because if you can't like hold a solid uh hollow and arch position you're not going to be able to control where your legs and where your shoulders are going um the second tip would be um to make sure you can actually hold your body weight above head whether that's against a, a wall or say if you use like your bed or your um, sofa, put your feet on there, hips at a right angle and just have your uh, bum over your shoulders. Um, and 
that that them two are probably the main things to to focus on because if you can do that all it would be then is learning where your balance is on your hands um and you can do that with a wall so you can like kick against kick against the wall and then bring one foot off the wall try bring the other one and then all you're going to do is either fall back to the wall or fall back the other way the way you've kicked up i'm aware of that um... <laughs> there's a hole in the wall yeah i did <laughs> you're so close you don't know how close you are to yeah uh because I, I like again they say all you need to do is learn the balance bit that's the hard bit i reckon um yeah i obviously need to work on my core who doesn't uh, yeah everyone does i'm happy to hear you that was your first piece of advice because yeah. i was uh, messaging someone today and we were talking about this handstand issue and they mm -hmm. we, we're also a group of us are doing this um 100 unbroken push-ups thing as well so there's like Ooh. a yeah there's a every other day there's sort of like the next step right and yeah so it was like i think last week we finished with like 10 sets of 10 with mm -hmm. 60 seconds rest in between and then i think today it's uh, sets of 15 and it's right basically yeah. by, by december you've got 100 unbroken so they were saying like you know shoulders and arms are kind of dead to practice the handstand yeah so my piece of advice to them you'll be very mm -hmm. proud to hear was do hollow holds just work yeah. on doing some hollow holds and try and build the you know maybe do sets of 30 second and then, then mm -hmm. try to increase that to a minute like something yeah. like that so um there you go even though yeah. i'm not an expert i gave some good yeah, advice you, you already know <laughs> rarely does it ever happen so i'm quite happy <laughs> but it's the balance that throws me off just yeah. um i can i can hold a handstand hand against the wall for ages that's all right mm -hmm. but yeah take my feet off the wall who knows where I'm going? I'm all over the place. The, I think the thing with practicing against the wall is it's fine, but if you can hold your body weight in a handstand position, you're going to be able to hold it. If you actually want to practice a free hand, freestanding handstand, you're going to have to move your body around to find out where the perfect balance is to be able to progress from the wall just to a freestanding one. Like you can, you can the handstand against the wall for as long as you want but if you're not actually practicing the balancing part you're not going to get anywhere yeah what i need is a bit like when you're like learning to ride a bike and someone's like holding the bike and then they're running you along yeah. and then they let go is i just need someone to take the wall away <laughs> that's not, it yeah and be like no no you're still against the wall you're still against the wall am i and then they go no you're not go, oh no. i've done it that's, yeah <laughs> that's what i'm hoping will happen um no i i have actually move moved away from the wall i moved back a bit from the wall yeah. and i'm I'm trying to kick up into the handstand and stop myself stop yeah and, and then just you know if it's if i've yeah. gone too far i'm gonna fall against the wall i find the yeah. problem is not going too far it's i'm always stopping too short too, almost yeah. like i i think that that feels about right and then and you just come <laughs> crashing back down like clearly clearly that that wasn't about right was it <laughs> Thank you for the free advice. I'm, yeah, I'm enjoying this. Um, yeah. I'm, I have to edit this bit out so that the, the other people that I'm yeah don't find out <laughs> don't get the the free advice. So you've you you've mentioned as well. So you've had this history in gymnastics yeah. um, that was from a very young age. Mm -hmm. So my question, obviously, on the CrossFit Bath podcast, and you might you might know where I'm going with this, is how did you get into CrossFit? I was at a stage where 
I knew I weren't really getting anywhere in gymnastics and I was kind of just doing it for the fun because because I've done it since I was six it's always going to be in my life um so I was I was googling like new sports but I knew I always wanted to do gymnastics so I, I can't exactly remember how it went but I must have googled like sports to do with gymnastics but not actually gymnastics and CrossFit came up and I was like oh what's this so I've I put it in on YouTube and started watching a few videos and I was like oh my god that looks so hard <laughs> but I was like okay I'll see if there's anywhere near me that does this CrossFit because I've never heard of it in my life like no no one who I know has ever heard of it so I googled it and it it turned out there were a CrossFit box a five minute walk from where my gymnastics club was and I was like this has got to be a sign surely and this was in like the June so I was I think I was like just finishing school or whatever and um I just messaged him and I was like because at this CrossFit box you had to be 16 to join and I, I just emailed him and I was like I'm 15 but I do turn 16 in like a month can I just come for like a trial session I explained my background in gymnastics and everything and they said yeah just you can come along you can maybe watch a class or try and we'll, we can see what you, you're already capable of um, and it just started from there really and then they saw you just do one muscle up straight away and they yeah. said yeah no sorry you've, you've got to be 17 to start um yeah we... yeah <laughs> well I could already, I could already do the pull-ups the toes to bar um like I could do all the gymnastics movement the handstand press-ups handstand walking <laughs> so it was literally just being able to learn the barbell movements like I'd, I'd, I'd been on a rower I'd been on a I could run uh, well I couldn't run but I, I did you you, you understood the concept of run. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah I missed the bus run I got it See, yeah it, it falls back again into these like I, I'm noticing a pattern here I'm, I'm gonna be yeah. honest with you and yeah. uh, we're gonna get a lot of hate mail on this so I'm just gonna say <laughs> uh, but you you know that expression of like oh, I saw it you know I looked up CrossFit and I saw it and I was like oh that looks so hard or that looks really yeah. tough now I've heard that quite often from from mm -hmm. people that have looked up CrossFit and we've, yeah. we've kind of had this conversation as well on the podcast of like when people drop in to observe like you did to come and look what what do they see yeah. they'll see the person on the rig doing muscle ups and they'll see the person like with the heavy barbell and probably yeah. they don't look hard enough to be like well you see the person like doing muscle ups mm -hmm. you see that 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 older person there that, that can't do a muscle up they're doing ring rows and that's yeah. actually what they're doing to substitute it. So it's, you know, infinitely scalable. There's all that kind of, and, yeah. and that's what people quite often miss when they look at it. Yeah. But, and, <laughs> and this was my point, but these are people that are like, oh, I've not done anything for a long time. You know, oh, I can't do a pull up. I can't, you know, I can barely do a sit up. And, and now yeah. I'm going to go and start this crazy CrossFit thing. And it looks scary. Mm -hmm. Someone who is watching CrossFit and going, oh, that looks quite tough. Yeah, I mean, I can do the toaster bar and I can do the muscle up. So I can do the handstand walk and I can do what most people are still trying to get after their first five years in CrossFit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can do all of that stuff. But oh, a barbell, that looks scary. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously you didn't know this. Jump ahead a few years and you're going to, you know, these elite level competitions, at, you know, the 
the, the British weightlifting and, yeah. and the Commonwealth Games and like all of that. I mean, <laughs> you you understand when we go back to that point of people get frustrated, right? Like, it's yeah, clear, yeah, definitely, a hundred percent. Yeah, I think since uh, since I can even remember, I've always been the competitive type. So every single sport I've done, I've competed in. Um, and that's not even being forced by my parents to to go into sport. That's always been me that that wants to do it, and then they've always supported whatever I've done. So I think it's just the type of person I am. I don't like losing. <laughs> so I have a theory now on why you're so good at weightlifting. Okay. And my theory is that when you started training at this CrossFit box mm-hmm. and were annoyingly good at all the gymnastics work, yep. they deliberately programmed more barbell stuff yeah. just to balance it out so the rest of the class felt good. Yeah, see, she's not that good. <laughs> and, and it just forced you to use the barbell so much that then you got good using that. So it, yeah. it back, backfired for them. Yeah, but, that, uh, that's, a, that's, that's good to think. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, you can contact them. Let me know if I'm right. But... <laughs> But I have a feeling. So you, so you moved into CrossFit. So like you, you know, we've talked a lot about your weightlifting, but you are still, you're still involved in the world of CrossFit, right? Yeah. You, you mm-hmm. didn't, you didn't turn your back on that. No, when, definitely not. When you got a, a better offer from weightlifting, yeah. and you just, yeah, betrayed CrossFit. So you started CrossFit. <laughs> uh, you've, you're annoyingly good at part of it already. Um. How long did it take for you to kind of get comfortable with a barbell then and, and the the dumbbell movements and all of this? You know, was it unusual um, to back squat with a bar instead of another human? Did that throw you it, off? It, it felt better. <laughs> it felt a lot nicer. <laughs> Not yeah. having someone's feet on your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. this, um, this barbell wriggles a lot less than, uh, than yeah. I'm used to. Yeah, I don't think it did take me long. Um, I have... I have got some video somewhere of me doing my first like technical weightlifting session because I think because I because I did only just turn 16 I didn't really go into the full classes I kind of had like a month of like one-to-ones with the CrossFit coach just making sure that I was doing stuff correctly um and I can't remember what I did but I think like my first snatch was like 30 kilos, like on the first day of snatching. So uh, I was able to do the, the movements quite well. Looking back, technically, they weren't the best. But I, I, yeah. again, again, I think I know people that have been learning to snatch for a while now. And that, so, that goal of 30 kilos yeah, is... And then- <laughs> is just dangling close now and they're like oh i'm gonna get that soon yeah and and if you're listening to this i'm sorry i apologize on her behalf (laughs) i'm sorry too (laughs) what's annoying is that you say you're very competitive and Mm -hmm. um you know and you've got this drive yeah but it doesn't come across when talking to you you sound (laughs) you're like oh yeah it's so nice everything life's you know butterflies and rainbows and donuts right that's yeah everything's you, yeah you're not, you're not i like... can easily switch though oh can you <laughs> yeah oh, i'll have to do I... a, like a podcast live at one of these competitions uh, yeah well you see that so when i go when i when i am in competition when i'm in the warm-up area 
I'm always like the one who's not got headphones in. I'm having a laugh with my coach. Like I, I went to one British championships and I, I spoke to one of the coaches that I'd not seen for a while. And like, I was speaking about a previous competition, just saying like how much I enjoyed it and everything. But this other girl that I was sharing a platform with in the warm-up area, she had like headphones in, head down, not speaking to anyone. She was just like in the zone. And then I was like next to her, just like, just chatting away to this other coach. <laughs> so when does the switch happen? Um, I think it's it's when I'm at a certain percent of my lifts. Um, and yeah, I th- it must be then. But even like in day-to-day life, I don't like being, like even if it's just a board game, I don't like being beat. Really? <laughs> Yeah, but again, that's from growing up. My mum don't like losing. My sister don't like losing. So it's like I've always had that competition atmosphere in everything. Nothing's ever not a competition in this house. (laughs) Which inevitably means somebody's losing, right? Yeah. Because if if you all hate losing and you're playing (laughs) against each other, the the law of well games basically dictates one of you is winning two of you are losing yeah definitely so um it's not going to be a happy house is it so uh, nope <laughs> so interesting that you've got into a sport that's a very much an individual's kind of sport where you're just on your own and you're not oh yeah of... definitely like I've always said I don't think I could ever be part of a team which is is really bad but I like I hate I used to even like in school, you know, like when you have to partner up to do um, like little exam things, I used to hate it, like with a passion. Because I always want, like, if I lose, it's because I've lost. Whereas if you're in a team and you've lost, like, well, it weren't my fault. It was someone else's fault. <laughs> so we, we've talked in the past about um, like team competitions and mm-hmm. partners comps and like we were just getting ready for the the strength and depth online pairs competition yeah. and there's very much this attitude of like well it's these pairs competition it's great fun because you kind of you help each other out and you know yeah. it, it, and there are a lot of people that say you know it's less pressure because it's not all on you and yeah if you you can you, know, you mess up yeah and that can be that can be quite hard but you know you know it's also at the You're same still time having fun. yeah at the same time if if you lose it's not 100% your fault it's kind of yeah. like divided. and i'm just <laughs> i'm just thinking how you're destroying this argument and how basically yeah. anyone that's like suggesting to you hey let's team up let's do the sit online pairs together that would be a lot of fun uh, and then you know obviously you're going to max out the clean it, like, it, and get some I'd, stupid score yeah. so if you lose you're very much going to be like well it was not my fault so that, yeah. that's going to end a lot of friendships well, well the thing is so I I had a German team I don't know if you've heard of it it's called the Bundesliga um they do it for football um and other sports as well and it's basically it's a team that competes against other teams and when the first time I went the coach like just sat me down and was like so the way we do it is your team collects points so the more points you get the better your team does um and in weightlifting you have three lifts so three snatches three clean and jerks the first lift is to get a lift in the second lift is for the team the third lift is for you 
So, and I think that's a good way of looking at it because you are there for a team, but because weightlifting, again, is an individual sport, you always want to try and push yourself that little bit more. So I think that's a good way of, of looking. I think that's why I cope well within that kind of team atmosphere. So you do your like your 40 kilos. You're like, yeah, I've got a lift in. Then your team, you're like, you guys get 70. And then it's like 110. That's for me. That's not for you guys. That's, <laughs> yeah. no, that's well, for it's, me. It's for both, isn't it, really? Like, this is how much you're worth to me. <laughs> 70. <laughs> but just so you know. And then you do a fourth lift that doesn't count where you just show them, look, if I was really trying, this is. I could have done this. <laughs> this is what I would have done. <laughs> Great. I'd, yeah I mean I guess that is a good way a good way of looking at it I I mean so I'm almost the polar opposite of you Mm -hmm. um in that I could not care less about competing right Uh, like whatever we were talking about like the open yeah because because I I said I've never competed in CrossFit like I've not done any competitions Mm -hmm. or anything like that and then I was called out that I do the open I was like well I do the open but not competitive like I yeah. do I do the open to for the community thing of the gym and like let's do this thing together but I am one and done on every workout right and you know and I was like I can slip on the chalk bucket and you know <laughs> and I get up and I'm not redoing that workout because yeah I do not care like it's not going to change anything yeah but I do feel that part like that's also linked very heavily with well I know I'm not going to get like a top 10 score Mm-hmm. and I kind of uh, I'm a little bit like then if I'm not going to get a top 10 score what's the point what's the point uh so, yeah but then so, why don't you try and get top 10 uh I I think it's probably because I'm a dad with like two kids <laughs> at home and a job and this podcast yeah and like I started doing CrossFit when I was already I've been doing it for well, I was just turning thirty maybe when I started CrossFit, so I kind of feel like, yeah. I mean, no, I'll I'll become competitive in like the fifty plus Masters category because <laughs> I feel like, a, although I won't because the people that will be turning fifty, <laughs> yeah, they will be have been doing it. <laughs> they'll have been doing it like longer than me, and they'll be they'll be the people that are amazing now, right? Yeah. So I guess that's why. <laughs> I hope that answers your question. I yeah, mean, that's that's fair enough. Um, yeah, I, and I, I mean, I was going to say I didn't do weightlifting. I did do weightlifting at school very briefly. Oh, really? Yeah. I did break my arm weightlifting <laughs> at school. So that's... Uh, yeah. Which was um, dropping a barbell. So I did a split jerk. And mm. because we were just in, like, it was it wasn't like a serious weightlifting thing. And so we were just in kind of the sports hall. So the floor was not the ideal thing. Uh, And I think like my back leg slipped and I, and I dropped the bar and obviously I had my leg out in front for the split. And so I kind of pushed my arm out to try and, and just the bar landed on my arm and bounced (laughs) off. And, uh, and actually, the most annoying thing is I would have won the lifting <laughs> that we'd done without even oh. doing without even doing that lift, because yeah. the the guy that because it was done based on your weight, yeah. the other guy that was like lifting a lot more, 
was so much heavier than me that the amount he needed to lift more than me was, was like a lot. yeah impossible basically so uh did the, a, an unnecessary lift and broke my arm and, and that That's is probably the only reason that i wasn't with you at the 2018 uh, commonwealth games <laughs> amazing so what uh tips then and and tricks have you picked up because i suppose we've got to make this as super practical now at this point we've got to quickly jam in some practical information before the yep. end what what have been the things that you've found have helped you the most to progress with your your lifting considering you've done it in a quite a short period of time yeah with a you know quite a steep curve mm -hmm. uh, what what were the things that for you really helped you kind of click and realize oh, this is how because you said that first snatch wasn't the prettiest so we understand that you are even yep. though you know even though you've said that others are just human you yourself <laughs> Once upon a time, were also just human. Yeah. Um. I, so I, I think like I was quite lucky with it because when I did start, um, I actually got to go and I think it, this was like two years in maybe I got to go and train with full time like the GB lot the the girls that had been lifting for a while and I think just being around people that knew what not know what they were doing but they they'd been doing it for a while and they looked technically good like everyone's has always got something to to practice and to work on like unless you like Chinese your snatches and cleaning jerks aren't going to be perfect so um I think just being a so hold on the first <laughs> first piece of advice you're giving us is become Chinese that's yeah basically <laughs> so, okay if you can go back and make sure you're born Chinese that's going to help yeah right that's and, the, first and the one. second one is surround yourself <laughs> with the the basically the great British weightlifting team that's the well, other no, not, that's the other piece of advice. no not even that just like even if it's just watching some YouTube videos on not not like tutorials on how to lift because mainly the people that post them are mainly crossfitters no hate against crossfitters but if so like even just put on like a, a european championships or a world championships if even if you watch the same weight class everyone will be lifting differently because everyone's built differently like i have loads of people say to me oh i so wish i could snatch like you or i so wish i could clean and jerk like you and i'm like well that that's good but i'm four foot eleven you're like my arms and legs are short so my movements are gonna be different to what yours look like um yeah because when you've got it overhead they're yeah. just in the receiving position for the clean right yeah I <laughs> finish, the same I've, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i finished the movement while you're still halfway through it um but and i think that is that's a big thing that people don't understand um that even even though like well, everyone lifts differently you you can give two people the same piece of advice like on technique they'll perform it differently because of how they're built yeah and i think that's that that is interesting and i think that's where like actually so we you know we, one of the, the classes we love the most our wednesday weightlifting class yeah uh, and i think it is getting that feedback from a coach that's actually watching you and seeing what you're doing yeah uh, and the more you go, particularly at the set, like, so mm -hmm. for me, eight o'clock Wednesday night, it's weightlifting, 
Yeah. Unfortunately, not at the moment, but usually. Uh, and it means that, you know, Alex taking the class every week. He knows me, mm-hmm. knows my life. Uh, and I think it was maybe the literally the last class I was at, I did a, I think we were, we were doing cleans. And you know, he's giving me different bits of advice each time. And he's sort of saying, well, this, yeah, this is the next step. This is the next step. You kind of yeah. get it here. But one of the things he said recently was, well, I always try to get you uh, maybe to like have your hips a little higher or something like, you know, less, less of a squat, more of that. Yeah. But then he's like, but it seems that you're comfortable in that position and it's working for you like in yeah. that position. So mm-hmm. let's work on this instead kind of thing. And I think that's yeah. where you're by the book oh I've read all this thing and it says I need to be in this position like who was the book written for not not necessarily you no yeah definitely and everything like that you read on weightlifting will all be the same but like you might you might be able to get into that position but it's going to look completely different to someone else getting into that position and I think that's just what people need to need to realize um and it may help you even change change your technique and even your mindset because if you change your technique to what you feel feels comfortable to lift in, then you might even end up PBing just by doing that, not even by getting stronger or uh, working on a specific part of the lift that you think you need to work on. Make, yeah. Makes sense, right? Because yeah. I, mean, I, I think that's, that's I guess, what, obviously I'm not, I'm not a coach, so... Mm-hmm. Nobody listen to this, please. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think I think that whole thing of us, we are all built differently, and, and you know when you go down, and yes, we're more or less the same, but yeah, there are going to be differences, and it does mean that your your knees are going to move slightly differently from the person next to you, and your hips are yeah. aligned slightly differently, and and all of those little things add up, right? At, yeah, at the definitely. End. So if you yeah. are, you know, looking at a computer generated model of somebody doing a squat and saying well I must look exactly like that you probably Mm -hmm. can look exactly like that but it doesn't mean it's going to be a comfortable position or or your best position Definitely. Uh, so like you know feet a little wider a little narrower depending on 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 your body composition yeah kind of thing so um at least that's my excuse whenever someone calls out my (laughs) (laughs) hey uh, body's built differently you know can't help it (laughs) somewhere in the world this is perfection like that's all you need to know (laughs) brilliant well thank you so much um i hope that people listening have learned a lot i've 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 enjoyed our chat if nothing yes me too yeah Uh, so that's been that's been good and uh, yeah if people want to to see some of your your weightlifting they can follow you on on instagram Mm -hmm. at um powered by donuts yep That, oh, so that's, I suppose, the redeeming feature of your Instagram. I said about how it can be quite frustrating. Yeah. It, well, I would say this is something I like, but somebody else will probably add this to the frustration pile. Yeah. But I do like somebody who's doing very well in their sport, is, you know, clearly very athletic. And mm-hmm. yet they're saying to you, hey, guys, don't, don't be too hard on yourselves. Chow down on some Oh, donuts. definitely. It's fine. So I've, I've actually just received a message from Project Donut. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, I can see that. I've just had a delivery. So uh, I'll be having a donut after this. <laughs> um, unbelievable. I mean, you've earned it, so that's fine. But <laughs> everyone, everyone does always ask, like, oh, how do you stay so lean while eating donuts? And it's just, 
Well, that was going to be my adding to it will be oh, frustrating for some people who are like, I haven't had a donut in 10 years because I I eat a donut and I wobble for days. Like, that's not fair. Yeah. But you don't. You just tell yourself you do. A donut's not going to make you put 10 kilos on or whatever. Oh, you've not seen the size of the donuts I eat. So. <laughs> they weigh 10 kilos. <laughs> yeah, I just put them on the end of the barbell. When I need to... I don't know, I'm big donut fan i'm gonna i mm. i'm unapologetic of, yeah of all of this i'm see i'm like you i've got i've got the sweet tooth uh, yeah. i you know i always claim that i think i said this even last episode like oh, i'd love to say that ice cream's my downfall <laughs> it's one of many it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just they're all up together yeah um, the difference is that i'm not a very competitive <laughs> athlete so yeah I, I i feel like my justifications for eating that many sweet things is probably i can't sort of turn around and be like well look look what i'm still achieving despite <laughs> all these donuts so that's that's the, the the little difference but you know hey we, there's still time right all i need yeah. to do is train up get into the 70 plus uh, <laughs> masters division that's it that's all you when, got to do when technically i'm actually 69 but nobody <laughs> knows and i've got an extra year edge and we'll see if uh See if I can throw down with some of those. Those guys are mad, though. Those. Oh, I, yeah, I can imagine. Right. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we'll link to your Instagram uh, okay. here and also yeah. your and any anything else you want me to link to. It will all be in the, the description so people can find yeah. that. They can follow you. I know already quite a lot of the members do follow you. So, um, okay. yeah. <laughs> so for you guys, just do what you normally do. It's fine. <laughs> Nothing changes. No. Uh, so, uh, I guess final, final thing, because obviously it's kind of crazy times. So mm. I'm sure you had a calendar at one point that was like, these are the goals and these are the places yeah. I'm planning to be. Uh, yeah. What's the situation with that currently? Is there anything you're um, hoping to get to? Is there any? Yeah. So like I said, I competed for the the French team, uh, the German team. I <laughs> Hopefully that will start again in January. And I also compete for a French team as well. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that's starting in uh, January as well. I think because of how travel and everything is, I think them two might be able to go ahead because they are littler competitions. Um, there's, from what I know for next year, there isn't any competitions uh, that have been set in stone yet. Um, I know the British Championships is in June, but even then, like they've they've given dates, but it's not a, it, it's it's still, we still don't know. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping, like I want to compete in my first European seniors um, next year. So hopefully, if everything goes back to normal or normalish again, then that would be the one I'd be aiming for. Nice. So well, we hope that yeah. it, it all goes well. I mean, I hope it goes well for you. But to be honest, let's let's yeah. just hope that it goes. goes. <laughs> because yeah. at the moment, uh, we we see yeah. kind of competition just falling by the wayside, don't mm. we? Uh, yeah. But well, well, you know, all the best with all of that. Thank, Thank you for you. for making time to come and speak to me today. Yes. No, thanks for having me. Thank you, everyone, for who uh, you know who stuck around and and listened up to this point. We really appreciate that. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, enjoy all those little tips for the handstands. I'm hoping to see, yes. you know, we've got that two minute, that's all you need. <laughs> two minute handstand and you're better than Matt Fraser. So, <laughs> Amazing.
amazing. That's a long time now. <laughs> Let's get it done. <laughs> You've got a month of training. All right. Well, thank you once again, Freya. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the CrossFit Buff podcast.